Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Cast Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Outcast Shark Sharks from the South Park Cast. Sharks from the South Park Cast. Podcast Shark Pod Shark Park Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Podcast Shark of the Podcast Shark. Podcast Shark. Pod. South Park Podcast Shark. South Park and South Park Podcast Shark Fun Podcast Fun Podcast Podcast Shark Shark Fun The South Park Podcast Shark Fun Welcome to another episode of Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Um, normally, uh, after you hear the wonderful intro to the show, um, the show would begin with Fro and I discussing about something. Um, I had a talk with Fro, and uh, for the for the time being, uh, Fro will not be on the show. Uh, I want to let everyone know. 
right now before anybody starts rumors or controversies or whatever that in no way that we have an argument or a fight or anything. Uh, right now, Fro in his life is very busy, which, you know, we, we all get to that point in our lives. I know I, know I get busy um, in my life with work and family and outside stuff, and Fro is very busy with which is, you know, we all go through that. So we had a discussion, and Fro said that he needed to take a break, uh, which is totally fine. You know, I said it was no problem whatsoever. And I asked him, you know, do you want me to continue the show without you? And he said yes. He wanted me to continue the show for the, for the time, you know, until he comes back uh, without him. So... For a little while, guys, it's going to... Well, or at least for this week and next week's episode, it's going to be just me. Uh, after that, maybe I'll have guests come on and review a couple episodes uh, to go through Season 5. Um, or you'll just hear me talking to you, the people, uh, for quite a while. So, um, Fro... Uh, I know you listen to this show and many others. Take care of whatever you need to take care of, brother. Uh, we're all here for you. We love you. And uh, whenever you're ready, you let me know, and we'll get back to it. So this episode uh, that's going to be reviewed today, I'm going to be honest, I think this is a cursed episode because <laughs> um, it's a cursed episode for a number of reasons. The first time that Fro and I tried to record this episode, in the middle of recording, Fro's voice was going up and down, on and off. At one point, he was sounding like a chipmunk, which, now that I think about it, I wish I had kept the, the, the um, audio, because it was pretty funny. So, we had to call it off, like, middle of recording. Then, the second time around... Uh, Fro was sick, and we have a we have a rule, we have an agreement that with this show, if either one of us are sick, we don't do recording for that show for that episode. So um, that's strike two, and because of what I just told you guys, we avoided a third strike. So the episode that I will be reviewing for you guys today is. One of the most popular South Park episodes of all time. Uh, some have called it the very best South Park episode of all time. And when we've done our lists in the past, which, oh, by the way, uh, I will be discussing our list today, because, you know, going to keep doing what we do. Um, this episode was on two of the lists, uh, the most on the list of the 10 most important South Park episodes, and on the list of the 10 most controversial South Park episodes. And the episode that I am referring to is Scott Tennerman Must Die. Uh, this is a biggie. This is a big episode. Be well, yeah. for those who've never seen it, you're going to know why it's a big episode. Um, this is sort of a game changer, believe it or not. This one episode is a game changer. So, 
Um, without any further ado, I know you guys are ready for this episode. Here is today's episode that's going to be reviewed here on Shark's Pond. Scott Tennerman must die. So during our intro, we find out that special guest this week is Radiohead. So what that means, if you did not uh, get a chance to listen to and be in uh, our season five premiere when we did our first episode of season five, is from this point forward, anybody who is a guest on South Park, when we get to that episode, we're going to follow them on Twitter. So uh, that hopefully will mean that maybe some Radiohead fans who are also South Park fans are going to follow the show as well. So we begin the episode with the boys waiting at the bus stop and Cartman is pedaling down on his big trike, I guess we can call it. Because, well, we don't know why. He's just very giddy. He's very happy. And we find... Oh, actually, I should... Oh, my. I'm skipping out on things. Um, let me go backwards for a moment. See, this is what I need Fro for. Um, <laughs> the episode originally aired on July 11th, 2001. Was directed by Eric Stowe. Written by Trey Parker. And edited. That's right. Edited. We don't do editing that much. Edited by Keith Bartkus. Now we can go back to the review. So the beginning, like I mentioned, the boys are at the bus stop, and Carmen is pedaling down on his big trike. He's very happy. He's giddy. He's celebrating, and we don't know why. Well, we find out because Carmen is the first to reach puberty. And he's dancing, and the boys are like, you can't reach puberty. And he's like, yes, I did. And he says that he has pubes, which he's referring to pubic hair. And he asks the boys if they want to see the pubic hair. And they're like, oh, God, no. So he pulls them out, and he says that he paid money to get the pubic hair. And I love Stan's reply. Um, Stan's like, Carmen, you are so goddamn stupid. It is ridiculous. So they explain to Cartman that you don't buy pubic hair to get into puberty. And they ask him where he got it from. And Carmen says, from this boy down the street, Scott Turnerman. And how much did he pay for it? He said, 10 bucks. So they explain to him that you don't buy pubic hair to start puberty. And basically Cartman just got screwed out of his money. So then we see Scott Turnerman hanging out with some friends. They're reading comics and talking and Scott mentions about how you know he sold his pubic hair to this kid. Well here comes Cartman back and Cartman wants his money back. And Cartman's you know Cartman just says I just want my ten dollars back and Scott's like no I'm not giving you your ten dollars. Um, so there's this back and forth, and then the next time Cartman goes, he has glued his pubic, or not his, but he's glued the pubic hair onto his face, and he says that he is from the IRS, and his name is Chris Christofferson, which is funny because, you know, of the, of the famous musician writer, Chris Christofferson. And 
that Scott Tennerman owes the IRS $10. So, you know, Scott's like, okay, okay, you know what, you know what? I'll give you your money back. So we get into this whole routine of, do you have change for 20? Because that's what Scott has. So Carmen at first doesn't have the change, but then he gives him $6.12. So we get this back and forth bit, and it, and it is funny, actually, um, you know, where they're just going back and forth trying to get the, you know, the money, and in the end, Cartman loses the additional $6.12, and he is back to just having the pubic hair that was given to him. So then, Cartman, the next time, then goes to Scott's house. And again, this is this is a good one. So Cartman's going to try the, oh, my grandmother is dying. And there's this one line that is so funny. And Cartman's like, if we don't get the $16.12, they're going to have to put my grandmother down. That was so funny. It really was funny. Like, you know, you, you, you put animals down. You don't put people... Well, I guess you put people down to a degree, but not the way that you think. So, so you know, Scott's like, okay, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll give you the money. I'll give you the money. And he then tells him about the pubic, you know, the pube fairy. And he's like, what? Carmen's like, what? And he talks, Scott talks about how every time, you know, you grow pubic hair, the pubic, you know, the pube fairy will come and he'll give you money. So Carmen's like, oh no, I'm not falling for this one. I'm going to go get the money. So he goes and he hops on a bus. Um, and he gets on the bus and he goes all the way to Fort Collins. Huh, that's an episode name from season 20. So Carmen gets to Fort Collins and he gets off the bus and he's excited. He's happy because, you know, he's about to be a millionaire. And he goes to this one guy and he goes, excuse me, have you seen the pube fairy? And he's like, the pube fairy? Get out of here, kid. So after that, this kid comes and he goes, Eric Cartman? Yeah, this is for you. And it's a package. And there's more pubic hair in the package. And Carmen is like, no! So then Cartman then goes back to Scott Tennerman's house. He goes back to the house. And he's like, 149 miles. I went 149 miles. And Scott's like, are you really that stupid? You went for it? So he, you know, he's like, okay, I'll give you the money. But he then makes him do the following. He says, before I give you this, I want you to get down on your knees. And that car was like, what? Get on your knees. And then he tells him to say, I'm a little piggy, which Carmen does. And then Scott says, grab your nose and say, this is my snout. So Carmen does that. And then he does, you know, I go oink, oink, oink. And he does that. So then we get, you know, the, I'm a little piggy, here's my snout. 
oink, 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 oink. And this is in the rain, by the way. So he does that, and then Scott goes into this whole thing, and I think he commits a federal offense here, I'm not really sure, where he says, you know what? I'm just going to burn the money. My parents give me an allowance of $50 a week. What? $50 allowance a week? Holy crap! I mean, when, when I was growing up, when I got into high school and then when I started my job, uh, because we had, uh, you know, soda machines, my grandma would give me $30. And they would all be in ones. And it was, you know, for the, you know, for the soda machine and the snack machine. So, I got $30 for a month. And actually, this was also when I started college, too. So, you know, it's a lot going on. I only got $30, and they were all in ones. This kid gets 50 bucks a week from his parents. What the hell? So anyway, Scott Turnerman, like I said, I think he commits a federal offense by burning the money. And Carmen, you know, he's just in shock, and he goes to his knees, and it's a really good scene where it's a zoom out, Carmen on his knees, the rain pouring on him, and he's screaming, he's going, and that's, you know, the first act. So then we go to Cartman's house, and he has all of the fourth graders with him. And he talks about how he wants to come up with a plan to get back at Scott Tennerman. And Clyde doesn't know who he is, so Stan explains who Scott Tennerman is. So, Carmen goes into this plan where he's going to get a horse. He's going to train a horse to bite off Scott Tennerman's wiener. And then Carmen goes into this Patton-like speech where he talks about, if you join me, you will help. You will be helping me getting rid of the Scott Tennermans of the world because I want my $16.12 back. And he, you know, asks, who's with me? Everybody leaves, except for Timmy. And Timmy gives his catchphrase, and he leaves. So basically, in short, nobody is behind Carmen on getting revenge on Scott Turnerman. So, Cartman then goes to a farm. And he gets a hot dog, and he's got this scarecrow of Scott Tenorman. And he tries to teach the horse to bite the hot dog. That would be the wiener. And the horse is licking it. So Jimbo and Ned come by, and they ask him, Hey, what are you doing here? You know, the farmer shoots strangers on his property. Okay, remember that for later on. And Carmen's like, Oh, no, it's okay. I told him. So... And so Carmen explained, you know, I want to get revenge on this kid, Scott Tenorman. So Jimbo is like, this idea is not going to work. Come here. We're going we're gonna to teach you. We're going to teach you how to hunt. So Jimbo, Ned, and Cartman are hiding behind the bushes. And Tenorman's house is across the street. So Jimbo says, okay, do you know what? Do you see your prey? And he says, I do. And he asks him, what do you see? And he's like, I see Scott Tenorman, a no good son of a bitch! 
And he's like, no, 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 no. What do you see? What are his surroundings? So he looks, you know, he looks at it with his binoculars and he sees that Scott Turnerman is reading Radiohead magazine. He's got posters of Radiohead up. He's probably listening to Radiohead. So, wink, wink, he listens to the band Radiohead. And Jimbo doesn't know who Radiohead is. And Cartman and Ned sing a little bit of Radiohead. Now, before I go any further, um, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of maybe disappointment in what I'm about to say. I've never really gotten into the deal with Radiohead. I'm not saying they're not a bad band. I mean, I, I they're a good band. I just never got into Radiohead. I, I never figured out why radio. What's the big deal with Radiohead? Um, I, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I, I'm not saying I hate them, because, you know, there are other bands that I don't like, Nickelback, but, you know, I just never really understood Radiohead. I never got into, you know, why Radiohead was such a big deal. That, that That's all where I'm coming from. So then Jimbo asks Eric, okay, what else do you see? And he's like, oh, well, I see Scott's mom taking her bra off. And Jimbo's like, what? Where? So, as Jimbo is looking at the binoculars, Cartman has this idea, you know, how to get Scott. And Ned is over there, and he's starting to, um, oh, how could I put this? Uh, rubbing the magic lamp, if you know what I mean. So, after, you know, so Cartman leaves, and Jimbo is watching this. Ned is rubbing the magic lamp, and then Scott's dad comes, and he's like, Hey! I see you there! What are you all doing? And there's these bunch of people who apparently, you know, they're all hiding, I guess, because they want to see what Mrs. Dennerman looks like. So then, we go to the next day, and Cartman invites Scott to a viewing of an interview of Radiohead on MTV. It's going to be Ryan in the town. So, we get to that night, and Carmen is there, you know, the kids are there, Scott's there, and they're going to start, you know, he starts the, the interview. So, it's a taped interview. So, you know, you have the band and, you know, Kurt Lauder, who, you know, I, is he still with MTV? I, I just want to check real quick, because I, I, I don't remember if we've ever had that discussion when we talked about, is he still with MTV? Um, is he? I don't know. I I want to say yes, but I don't know. Um, may, maybe someone could fill me in. If, if if you know, if you know if Kurt Lauder, okay, he so he's I, I guess he's not. Okay, so we're gonna say that he's not on MTV anymore. Plus, he's like. Seven, what is he, 72? Yeah, he's 72 years old. Okay. So I, I figure he's not on MTV at this point. Okay, so it's Kurt interviewing Radiohead, and instead of listening to the answers that the band is saying, Cartman tapes over them, and he's like, oh, we would love to, but you know who sucks is Scott Tennerman. He is the worst. So basically, Cartman's beginning of a revenge 
is to tape over the Radiohead interview as Radiohead saying how much Scott Turnerman sucks. Well, Scott Turnerman's got something up his sleeve. So Scott Turnerman plays a video, and this part I do not get. I, I don't get it. It is a video of Cartman singing the I'm a Little Piggy song. And everybody is laughing. And Kenny laughs so hard that he dies. So here's my thing. You know, we saw that scene earlier. Was it meant for Scott to record that? Or did they, like, completely forget putting that in there? Or what? I, I don't know. So this is basically the final straw for Cartman. So he goes home that night, and he's at his room, and he starts developing his most his plan. We don't know what it is. So we go back to the farm, and at this point, the horse has learned how to bite off a hot dog when Stan and Kyle come. So Cartman wants Stan and Kyle to help, you know, be a part of this. So he tells them to get Radiohead to come to town to perform and that they'll humiliate Scott Tennerman by having the horse bite off Scott's wiener in front of Radiohead. And the boys are like, uh, no, you know what? This is this is not gonna work. No, we're not we're just not gonna do this. So after that we go to England, and hey, it's the band Radiohead! And they're in the middle of recording an album when one of the members reads a letter. And the rhetoric... The letter. The letter is written by Cartman talking about how he has a friend named Scott Tennerman and that he has cancer in his ass. And he doesn't have much longer to live. And... His dying wish is to see his favorite band, Radiohead. So the band is like, some of them are like, well, wait a minute, we can't go. We're in the middle of recording a new album. And the others are like, but guys, we got to go. You know, this kid's got cancer in his ass. So, you know, they're, they're like, okay, you know what? We'll go over. We'll go see the kid. So... Then we... I'm trying to remember. Okay, so after that, Cartman gives Scott a personal invitation to a chili cook-off. And, you know, and Cartman wanted to deliver it to him personally. Um, so, you know, Scott's like, all right, thanks, you know. And then, after that, Scott gets a call from... Kyle, and he's like, "Look, we're just letting you know, Carmen's got this plan that he's gonna—he's trained a horse to bite off your wiener." And Scott's like, "Wait a minute, you're his friends. Why are you telling me this?" Well, because we don't like him. Huh? Okay, thanks. So then Scott goes to his parents, and he tells his parents that there's this injured horse on a farm and that he would like to go, but he can't, he's got to do homework, and could he, you know, could they take care of it? And they're like, oh, sure, we'll take care of it. We have such a wonderful son. 
So the parents leave. Meanwhile, Scott is preparing another, or he's preparing a chili. And he's got his friends with him, and they put pubic hair in the chili. So, you know, it's like, this is going to be it. This is going to be the biggest humiliation of them all. This is the, you know, we're going to humiliate Cartman. It's going to be fantastic. So then we go to the day of the chili cook-off. And, you know, it's all set up in front of the house, Cartman's house. Stan and Kyle come, and, oh, Chef comes by, and Chef's made chili. So, you know, and he's like, hey, you know, Cartman, or Eric, where can I put, you know, for the chili cook-off? And Cartman's like, what? Oh, yeah, 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 you, you just put that over there. So Scott then comes, and, you know, Carmen's like, I want you to go see the pony. And Scott's like, no, no, I, I want to make, you know, I want to, I want you to eat this chili because I think you'd really like it. I think you'd really enjoy this chili. So Carmen's like, okay, we'll go. So they then go to the table. Scott is given a bowl of chili. Cartman is given a bowl of chili. And then this is where it all happens. So Cartman eats the chili. Scott's laughing because he thinks he's got it. And as Scott is explaining, Cartman's like, oh, because you put pubic hair in the chili bowl? Nice try. You see, I knew you were going to do that because I switched the bowls. This is chef's chili. Nice, nice chili, Chef. And then it happens. Cartman breaks down in detail his entire plan. Because he knew that Stan and Kyle would betray him. They would turn their back on him and that they would tell him. So, Scott, so he goes into the detail, you know, about the horse and how his parents went to the farm to help the horse instead of him. Well, as they're helping the horse, his parents are shot and killed on the farm. This is the same farm that Cartman was on. So if you remember earlier in the episode, the farmer does not like it when trespassers come onto his property. So then the farmer's like, well, you know, it, it is my property. I have to defend it. I have to, you know, make sure everything is all right. So, as that... Has, okay, so at this point, Scott's parents are dead. They are dead. Cartman gets to the police scene. And as the, you know, as the police officer is there to get notes of what has happened, Cartman drags the bags of the bodies of his parents, of Scott Turnerman's parents. And he beat, He says that he churns them into meat, and he worked all night to basically make Mr. and Mrs. Tenerman into food. And he says, well, what you just ate is Mr. and Mrs. Tenerman chili. Do you like it? And then we get this close-up of Scott 
with a spoon, and there, in the spoon, is his mom's finger with her wedding ring on, and he throws up, and he starts crying, and he can't believe it, his parents are dead, and it is just this sh most shocking thing. And then, Radiohead comes, and they see Scott crying, and they're like, oh, we don't want to be with him because he's a crybaby. And they, you know, make fun of Scott for, you know, for basically crying like a baby. And he's like, no, no. And Cartman is just so thrilled. And he licks Scott Tennerman's tears. And it's like tears of joy. And Stan's like, dude, we might never want to mess with Cartman again. And as Cartman is celebrating, Cartman ends it with, that's all, folks. And so we get a nice little Looney Tunes tribute at the end. But that is the end of Scott Tennerman Must Die. Okay. Um, before I get into the notes of the show, because there are, there are many notes on this one, um, I, I want to say something here. I know in the past, you know, early on in the show, when we, uh, when Fro and I, we were talking about, you know, what episodes are you looking forward to, are you not looking forward to, I had said this was one that I really was not looking forward to. And I guess at the time, uh, I, I thought that, you know, I thought this was an overrated episode. But I watched this show twice. I watched this episode twice. It is so unbelievably good. I can see why. I, I can really see why. This is one of the most popular episodes of all time. I can totally understand it. I can totally see it. Um... Do I think this is the best South Park episode ever? No. I think there are many... I think there are many episodes along the way that are better than this. But this is a good one. and this is, It has every right to be remembered as a legendary episode. So, with that said, I have to give this a high score. I'm not giving it a 10. But I'm going to give it a good score. I'm going to give this episode an 8 out of 10. So, let's get into the notes of this episode because there are some interesting details about this. So, where did the idea of this episode come from? Originally, this episode was conceived as something that could be done in a hurry, but, not, but might not turn out very well. Instead, it became the darkest, most infamous of all South Park tales. According to Trey Parker and Matt Stone, this episode represented significant shifts both in the writing of the show and the characterization of Cartman. Although originally just an annoying spoiled kid, Cartman got somewhat meaner over the course of the show's previous episodes. However, with Scott Turner and Must Die, he became 
the most evil kid in the world and got progressively darker throughout the series' run. The creators debated whether it was okay to have Cartman kill Scott's parents and feed them to him as if it was or as it was a crazy thing to do with a kid and would be setting a new bar for the series and the character. Eventually, after having debated the issue at length, the writers decided to go ahead with the idea. However, they found it very important to make sure that Cartman kills Scott's parents indirectly without having to pull the trigger himself, which is what they did. Parker and Stonehead also cited this episode as a milestone in the writing of South Park as the first episode to only have a single plot without another subplot to support the episode. Uh, some cultural and uh, cultural references and themes. Scott Tenderman's favorite band, like we mentioned, is Radiohead. When Jimbo does not know what a Radiohead is, Cartman and Ned sing him part of the 1992 song Creep. In Cartman's dubbed video, the band is interviewed by longtime MTV host Kurt Lauder. Lauder, excuse me, was previously parodied in the fourth season episode, Timmy 2000. During one of his earlier attempts at tricking Scott into giving his money back, Cartman mentions that rock singer Courtney Love is in South Park. Forgot to mention that. Um, of course, like I mentioned at the very ending of the episode, where the iris appears is an allusion to Looney Tunes cartoon with Cartman assuming the role of Porky Pig delivering his line. That's all, folks. The, the use of the Looney Tunes ending has been seen as an, an ironic reinforcement of the fact that the episode's tragic plot has overstepped the established boundaries of cartoon comedy. It also has been viewed as a reminder about the fact that even the classic cartoons had a dark side in their own right. The plot of Scott Tenorman Must Die has been compared to that of the Shakespeare tragedy Titus Andronicus, in which the humiliated protagonist also, exact, also exacts revenge by feeding his enemy, his enemies their own relatives. Some authors view the episode as not only an allusion to the violent Shakespearean tragedy, but an actual retelling. For reception and impact, Scott Tenorman Must Die is among the most acclaimed episodes of South Park and is one of the most notorious episodes, according to, according to Stone. Scott Tenorman Must Die is often regarded as the greatest South Park episode ever made and has frequently topped many best-of lists of, for South Park episodes, including lists by What Culture, IGN, and Kotaku. Parker and Stone chose the episode as one of their 11 favorites in 2003, and one of their 10 favorites in 2006. Fans voted the episode into the second place in a major 2011 South Park voting held under the Year of the Fan promotion. The first place was taken by the 10th season episode, Make Love, Not Warcraft. Okay, I don't want to reveal that paragraph because we haven't gotten in there yet. In the 2009 video game South Park Let's Go Tower Defense Play, the player has to fight Scott Tennerman in a boss fight. In the 2012 game South Park Tennerman's Revenge, the player is able to control the four main characters of the show who have to battle Tennerman and his army of gingers as the kids travel through time. 
This episode was released on VHS in June 2002, along with the episodes It Hits the Fan and Cripple Fight on a video titled Insults to Injury. A DVD version of the compilation was released simultaneously and also contained proper condom use in addition to the episodes contained on the VHS release. Uh, this was a part of the complete fifth season, which was released on DVD in 2005. South Park, The Hits Volume 1, a DVD compilation which features Parker and Stone's 10 favorite episodes, was released in 2006 and contains the episode. Parker and Stone provide short audio commentary for the episode on both the complete fifth season and the Hits DVD. Scott Terman Must Die was also released as part of The Cult of Cartman, a 2008 DVD compilation of Cartman-centric Cartman episodes. Alright, now to IMDb. Um, this is the one that I am... This was the biggest thing. This was absolutely amazing. Um, I gave this... Like I said, I gave this an 8. Of 5,161 people that have signed up to IMDb, the average rating of this episode is a 9.6 out of 10. Let me break that down into bigger numbers. 3,961 people, or 76.7% .7 of the votes, gave this episode a 10. 619 people, or 12%, gave this episode a 12. 277 people, or 5.4%, gave it an 8. And surprisingly, 84 people gave this episode a 1. 84 people gave this episode, the one that many people think is the greatest episode of all time, gave it a 1. Unbelievable. That is just unbelievable that they would do that. Oh my goodness. Uh, there are a lot of reviews on IMDb for this particular episode. There's like 19 reviews of this episode. Uh, so I am not going to do all 19 of them. However, I am going to read some of the... I'm, I'm going to read some of the reviews. So... Uh, the first one, which we always read, is from Gangsta Hippie. Hmm, never heard of him. Gangsta Hippie wrote, Scott Tennerman Must Die is hailed as the greatest episode of South Park. While I don't think it is the greatest, it is definitely one of the best. Before this episode, Cartman was mostly a spoiled, racist little brat. This episode shows his true evil side, a trait which will be used in later episodes. The episode is about a ninth grader named Scott Tennerman who sells Cartman pubes for 10 bucks. Cartman later realizes this was a scam and asks for his money back. However, Cartman or Scott will not give give it to him and humiliates him further. Cartman is angry and tries to get revenge on Scott by training a pony to bite off his penis. Stan and Kyle warn him, but what they don't realize is that Cartman has another plan up his sleeve. This is a very messed up episode. It is also hilarious and one of the best episodes. Radiohead guest stars. Uh, 
Okay, I agree, again, with what Gangsta Hippie said. This is not the greatest episode. I personally do not think it is the greatest episode. Um, will we get there? Yeah, we're going to get there. But I just do not think it is the greatest episode. And I liked his, you know, characterization of Cartman, where it's like, okay, before this episode, the entire time, he's a spoiled kid, could be racist. By the end, he basically has become Satan, to a degree. Okay, we're going to read a couple more. Uh, we're going to read... Uh, oh, okay, we're going to read this one. This is from Rushfan365. Okay, so basically you know what he's a fan of, or he or she is a fan of, if you if you got Rush fan in there. They wrote, I recently showed Scott Tennerman must die to my brother. About halfway through the episode, he said, this isn't that funny. I told him to wait it out, because seriously, you have to watch the whole episode. The climax is worth it. This is good comedy with actual payoff, unlike a ton of poorly executed slapstick like you might find in an Adam Sandler film. The episode starts with Cartman showing off his new pubes to his friends. He says that he bought them from a boy named Scott Turnerman. His friends explain to him that Scott Turnerman ripped him off. They say that you have to grow your own pubes, not buy them. Outraged, Cartman tries to return the pubes, but Scott refuses to return them. After trying to get his money back in several ways without success, Cartman makes a plan to have a pony bite Scott's wiener off in front of Scott's favorite band, Radiohead. Stan and Kyle call Scott to tell him of Cartman's plan. Then, Cartman comes to Scott's door and invites him to a chili cook-off, giving Scott a ticket for one free pony ride. Scott then tells his parents that the pony Carmen is going to get, or is going to use, is being starved to death, and that he has too much homework and can't save it. Scott's parents go to save the pony. So the next day, Scott goes to the chili cook-off thinking he's won. And, well, if I tell you the climax right now, it'll be underwhelming. You just, you just have to watch the episode. I, I like that. I like that this person did not give away the ending. I mean, this show we have to because, you know, we're reviewing an episode, so there's no other choice. I have to, you know, give it away. So, but that was a really good review. All right, I'm going to read one more, and it is from Dan1863 Sickles. And he wrote, Nothing could demonstrate the soaring ambition behind the silliness better than the than this staggering episode, which ransacks Greek tragedy for a classic revenge plot. Cartman gets picked on by bully Scott Tennerman, and after a series of humiliating defeats, finally devises a truly chilling revenge. The humor is superb, never losing focus on the dark humor of Cartman's soul. A few pop culture facts. Carmen reportedly drops into a Cockney accent talking about a brilliant little scheme and sounding very much like teen psychopath Alex in A Clockwork Orange. Both Alex and Carmen are originals, bad men to cross, good men to have as friends. The idea of training an animal to mutilate another person comes from the Hannibal movies, where one of the good Dr. Lecter's victims tries to train pigs to eat him alive. Most impressive, the idea of tricking one's enemy in eating his loved ones goes back to ancient Greece. 
Okay, I'm going to mess this name up. So if you're an ancient Greek buff, please do not kill me on me messing up this name. Aeschylus wrote of the ancestors of Agam Agamemnon and how they seized power when Atreus, the patriarch, tricked his rival into eating his own children, thus erasing his own dynasty from the ruling class. The crime later became a family curse, causing Agamemnon to die at the hands of his wife. South Park is a world where anything can happen, where Greek tragedy mixes with low comedy, where fourth graders avenge their honor and scalp their enemies like Comanche warriors. See, there's that whole... This, that's the thing I like about, you know, talking about the show is where you get these comparisons. You never know where you're going to get these comparisons. Shakespeare, Greek tragedy. That's what makes the show so much fun. Um, but yeah, that is Scott Tennerman Must Die. Is it the greatest episode of all time? I don't think it is, but to each their own opinion. All right, now we're going to get into this week's South Park Top 10. And this week we're going back to whatmojo.com, but we're going to, we did, or I selected a very interesting uh, topic. Uh, this is actually their newest South Park uh, Top 10. And the topic is the South Park Top 10 Characters of the Show. Top 10 Characters of the Show. This was ranked by WhatMojo.com. Now, I can tell you before I get into this list, the first time that Fro and I tried to record this episode... We did the list in the beginning of the episode, which is something I might do in the near future. So don't think that this is going to stay at the end. This could be in the beginning of an episode every once in a while. And let me just tell you, before I go into the top ten, Fro was very disappointed in this list. I think this is the most disappointed he's been in a list at all. So... Now that you have been warned of how Fro thought of this episode, this is WatchMojo.com's Top 10 South Park Characters. Number 10, Ike Broflovsky. Number 9, Timmy. Number 8, Jimmy. Number 7, Kenny McCormick. Number 6, Kyle Broflovsky. Number five, Mr. Garrison. Number four, Stan Marsh. Number three, Butters. Number two, Eric Cartman. And number one, Randy Marsh. I'm going to let that sink into your head while I take a drink. Okay. They missed the boat big time on this list. First off, there's no way that the best character on this show is Randy Marsh. I like the character, but there's no way he is the best character on this show. No way. 
then, then another problem that I have is you have Jimmy in front of Timmy. I'm, I'm not saying that the Jimmy character is bad. I like Jim. I think that's a good character. But how can you have him ahead of Timmy? I'm sorry. Timmy is more popular than Jimmy ever will be, ever was, whatever you want to call it. They missed the boat on that one. And then my biggest complaint about this list, how is it that the four boys, Stan, Kyle, Kenny, and Cartman, are all not in the top four? That should, or at least the top five. It should be Kenny, Kyle, Stan, Cartman, and then Butters. Those, to me, are the top five South Park characters. And then from there, you can make your top five out of those. And I would go, you know, honestly, if you put any of the four boys as number one, I don't think you'd have a problem. I don't think Butters is number one material. I know he's beloved by people, and he's a, you know, he's a fun character. But he's not... He, I don't think he would be number one on my list. Um, if I had to do this list, if I had to at least do top five anyway, Cardman would have to be number one. He just would have to be number one. Then I would go... I, I think I would go Cartman 1, Stan 2, Kyle 3, Kenny 4, and Butters would be 5. And the reason that I put Kyle ahead of Kenny is because early in the show, like we're at right now, Kenny gets killed off every week. So, you know. But overall, not the best list that Watch Mojo did. Not the best list whatsoever. Just That might have been their worst list. It really might have. Alright, well that's going to do it for the show for this week, so I'm going to get into the quick plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Uh, join the Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You are right there. And don't forget to... Visit the Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World Podcasts. Also up is, um, well, my thoughts on the first episode of Season 21 of South Park. Uh, are you going to agree with me? Are you going to disagree with me? Did I like it? Did I not like it? Well, you'll just have to tune in and find out. All right, so... Where does this show go from here after this episode? Well, next week, uh, I'm going to be jumping into uh, a very weird episode. It is Terrence and Philip Behind the Blow. That is the episode next week, right here on Shark's Pod. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all next week.